0: Welcome to Small Business Big Impact. These are lessons from the trenches of running a business with a multiple bottom line, purpose, people, planet, and profit. Get the inside scoop on what it takes to succeed at using business as a force for good. This week's story is about being on the bleeding edge of culture. At the age of 25, Sandra Nomoto founded Conscious Public Relations Inc., an award-winning virtual agency that certified as a B Corporation. After a decade in business, she authored and self-published The Only Public Relations Guide You'll Ever Need. Living vegan since 2018? Nimoto is now The Content Doctor, a content writer and editor for vegan businesses, who also helps vegan and spiritual nonfiction authors. She recently released the world's first vegan marketing book, titled Vegan Marketing Success Stories, and she aspires to eat vegan food around the world and blog about it. It's clear that Sandra is passionate about systemic change. And in particular, the adoption of vegan business practices. When we spoke last, you were telling me about launching services for vegan business. And, and it sounded like you were experiencing some pain being at the bleeding edge of culture, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us a little bit of backstory. So you you went vegan about four years ago. That's right. And then some period of time later, you then incorporated it into your business model.
1: That's right. So at the time I went vegan it was shortly before I closed my first business conscious PR. And mm. then uh, for about a year and a half, I was just freelancing and as admin assistant kind of figuring out my next career move, I didn't think I wanted to stay in marketing, I, I wanted a good 10 foot pole away from the practice after, you know, being in public relations for for 13 years. Um and at first, yeah, I was paying attention to what was happening in the vegan industry and initially thought about uh, writing for vegan and plant-based media outlets that I was following and reading. Um, so I did some research, found not all of these outlets pay. So at best, I might be able to make a part-time income or I could apply as a full-time staff writer or something like that, but journalism isn't my background. So it, yeah, it that kind of a role didn't make sense for me either. So, discouraged by my research, I sat down to meditate uh, at the end of 2019 and that's when I came up with the idea. My yeah, my intuition was just so loud and clear. It was like you're vegan and you're always going to be writing whether it's, you know, personally or professionally. So put those two things together and go. So, <laughs> I know enough times when I've ignored my intuition that when I do, it just delays the process and the idea comes back to me a few years later, even louder. So when I heard <laughs> when I heard the call this time, I knew not to ignore it. So I went, yeah. all right, let's let's throw a service page up on my personal website. Um, um, yeah, because I didn't come up with a company name or anything. Um, tell, told everybody I knew that I was looking for folks to copyright for, and that's how I launched my my business at the start of 2020. So initially, I was using the title The Vegan Copywriter. And then a few months later, I switched that over to the content doctor just because I found the word vegan can turn potential clients away. And if, if you are vegan, you want to hire me, great. Um, but my, cre- my criterion now... Um, this is almost three three years into my business. My criteria for businesses is that as long as you're a vegan business, you don't necessarily have to be vegan owned. We can work together. So, so long as you're not bringing harm to animals, humans, or the planet to a lesser extent, um, that's my criteria for clients. So
0: I think the awareness of what it means to be a vegan is has been growing, like to be, a, to have a vegan lifestyle or, and diet. So, are there any additional characteristics of a vegan business beyond what it would be for an individual?
1: Uh, No, I would say when yeah, if you're an individual and you say you're vegan, I would say that carries a lot more weight because you eat three times a day, and so all your meals have to be animal-free. Anything you wear, anything you bring into your home, uh, needs to be right. Um, That doesn't mean that you know we have to all throw away our 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 leather goods and you know my bedding. You know, bedding is really expensive. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be just, uh, yeah, throwing my my down blanket. Yeah, a comforter. Yeah, comforter. That's it. Um, yeah, and and buying a new one. To me, vegan business, making your your business vegan if it's not already by default, might be an easier transition than you becoming vegan yourself. Hmm. That's why my criteria is that so long as you're a vegan business, you don't have to be vegan owned. Other vegans might not con- even consider that a vegan business because if you're still putting, let's say, the lunch that you put in the workplace fridge is, is a ham sandwich. Hmm. that's That may not be a vegan workplace f- in their eyes, but I'm not going so far as to scrutinize those those kinds of right. details.
0: Right, right. And so, part of your journey in launching this business was a book.
1: That's right. I launched. Of- I launched uh, the world's first vegan marketing book. It's called Vegan Marketing mm-hmm. Success Stories in uh, November 2022.
0: And I guess that, in part, that's to promote those businesses that, that are holding that space, and also maybe help people understand what it's all about.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I. Because there are so many vegan cookbooks and how to go vegan books out there, I really wanted this book to focus on what the title says, which is marketing stories. So anybody who's not, you don't have to be vegan, you can pick it up how to build a marketing strategy for your business. It's very practical. I wanted it to be such... Um, the only difference is with compared to any other marketing book is that all the examples that you're going to find are of vegan businesses. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean vegan owned. I did ask that question of all the contributors mm. who submitted. Um, yep. so out of the 47 contributors, 60% um, of them are vegan or have at least one vegan person on their team. So we're not, we're not talking a whole shwack yeah, of yeah. vegans here. Um, right. which I think is really cool because it shows that. Even in the in the vegan world, there's still a, a lot of, of room to grow.
0: That's awesome. So, where where do you feel you are in, in this process? I mean, you you st- you you know, opened your doors what four years ago under this under this banner, and you've published a book, and you've been pr- promoting it. How is the process of promoting vegan business and working with vegan business been going?
1: Working with vegan businesses has been great yeah I was really lucky to to land my first couple of steady clients right when I launched um one of them sort of had to drop me two and a half years later so unfortunately <laughs> I'm not working with that client anymore and 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 that's that's always a struggle for you know a growing business right maintaining a steady oh, yeah. clientele on the book front it's been really interesting because I think it's 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 gotten a good response from vegans obviously I I still think there's a way to go in terms of getting it into the hands of more vegans who run businesses or vegans who work in businesses. And then an- another struggle, of course, is is to get in the hands of just, again, people running businesses or marketers who are not uh, aware of, of, what veganism is at all. I mean, today Mm. I just, I just connected or reconnected, I should say with somebody, a marketer who I had on LinkedIn and just, you know, just let her know, Hey, I've got this new book out, you know, chapter one is free. If you want to sign up to my email list. And she said, I'm a carnivore and I'm a successful marketer. Good for you for finding a niche, but this is not for me. And I went, wow, (laughs) you know, I, I, it wasn't my intention to Force this book upon her. <laughs> mm. um, you know, if you're open to it, great. If not, like, yeah, I'm. I'm fully aware that most of the world does, is not vegan. You know, we're we're fighting fighting an industry where 95 of the of people in the world support animal agriculture in some way, and so. Right. I just thought that comment was really interesting because she made it seem like it was. I don't know. I I interpreted it. She was very strongly saying this book is not for me, and. Mm. That wasn't my intention at all to say that you should convert to veganism in any way because uh, because right. yeah, that really is not the focus of the book. so um, that's just an example of of mm-hmm. what we come across every day.
0: yeah, it was I mean, it's interesting in that I mean, I feel like um, perhaps veganism is kind of like where environmentalism was 30, 40 years ago.
1: Yes, where yeah. people
0: all of a sudden they see they see it as this affront to how things are or how they are.
1: Yeah. And and thank you yeah. PETA for that, right? Because for so long mm-hmm. PETA has been such a strong advocate for animals and the the stance that they've taken, the marketing message that they've tried to push is the the graphicness of what animal slaughter looks like and not mm-hmm. that that's untrue, but it's just it's just the way that that they've operated for for so long. Um and so yes, we are still such a new industry and still figuring out what the best way is to, to market these products to people. Um, I I was just, yeah, on another podcast where the host commented on beyond meats strategy where they don't say the word vegan. They don't, they almost don't say plant-based at all. What they're trying to do is just showcase their products, just like any other food company might in hopes that, that omnivores will, will try the product and think it's good and then continue to buy the product. So, Right. There's that. There's that way, and there, there are so many ways ways to market your business. So so the education part and the activism part is varies so much between vegan businesses, depending on how right. strongly they feel about veganism. I suppose.
0: Right. Right. So I guess an interesting piece that I uh, well one of the things that I'm curious about is. The fact that it's in some respects that uh, veganism represents a certain departure from, from mainstream society, like perhaps like environmentalism was you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. What strategies have you used to try to find a way for it to be a tr- an attractive option for people? Or is that, is, or is that not really I'm really concern? It's more like, let's just speak to the converted because you know it's not really worth trying to.
1: Yeah, I guess there's several ways I do that. So working with my clients, so you know many of them are vegan owned, and just naturally it it's going to be part of their messaging. Um, of course, that that amount differs from client to client. So. It, they really set the tone for what the message is. Um, I mm-hmm. don't di- dictate that for them. Um, on the other, I have my personal platform. So that's where I I post. I would say Instagram story is a really easy way for me to do that because other people are creating the content and then I just share it. Um, so I'm doing a lot of that, uh, you know, quote unquote, activism, online activism through Instagram stories and also Twitter um, because there are great people putting that content out there. And then, of course, appearing on interviews like this where I get to talk about what veganism in is and and why it's important um because of the book that I put out I, f- I find that I I think I'm being pushed into this role of educator just because uh, again there's so many so few vegans in the world and those of us who have chosen to put ourselves out there we're naturally going to be teaching. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, as a result of being on a a LinkedIn live interview to promote my my book, somebody who's following me, um, who's the organizer of a local meetup asked me to keynote um, their December meetup. So I'm going to be there in a few days talking to a group of mostly non-vegans about veganism and how it relates to their business. So. Again, not a position I was looking to be in. <laughs> um, mm. But, but, you know, when you're, when you're vegan and you're in, in, in business circles, I guess, because they're just very, there aren't very many vegan business communities in the world. Um, mm. Yeah. I think you just get pushed into positions like this and, and you have to say yes. Cause otherwise, you, yeah. Again, nothing wrong with just being an online activist, but um, I think we each have our part to play. I'm not the type that's going to be, um, doing the cube of truth downtown Vancouver, or protesting outside a slaughterhouse um, business, and and talking to folks and people like you are, are the way that I do it.
0: Right, right. So then, being someone who supports vegan businesses, you're trying to give voice to their attempts to, to reach their, their market. Um, have you found, uh, through your contact, um, through doing this, have you found uh, strategies that seemed like some strategies were, have worked better than other in terms of getting the word out on behalf of these businesses?
1: Mm -hmm. Great question. And I've been asked that several times, like how, how different is the the strategy? And the answer is, we're using the same strategies and tools that everybody else is using. (laughs) So I, I yeah, the only difference is the amount of education and activism around reduction of animal products. So, for example, if you're a food company, I work for So, a couple of my clients. One is a vegan bakery in Whistler called Bread. They're the only plant-based bakery in that town. Um, another I've worked with is a pie company and all of their pies are vegan. So there's some education as to why you would want to purchase a plant based food product versus the animal version. And so naturally, a little bit of that education and activism is in their messaging. Um, I wouldn't say to a huge degree as, like I said, PETA before, Um, nothing graphic. But yeah, naturally that education is going to have to be in there because otherwise people are going to wonder, why should I buy this beef samosa pie that's – not made of beef <laughs> versus versus the animal art alternative.
0: Right. I'm wondering, what do you see as as a next step? Or do you see a next step right now in terms of your journey trying to sort of promote vegan business? Because I understand, my understanding is that you're not just looking to serve vegan business, but you're actually wanting to promote vegan business in general. Is that right?
1: That's right. One of the ways I do yeah. that um, is I co host Canada's only vegan networking group called Vegan, or sorry, Veg Networking Canada. All the criteria to be a member is that you have to be vegan. That's pretty much it. You can you don't have to run a business, although most of us are business owners or entrepreneurs. Um, you can be working within a company, but we do interview and welcome special guests. So a lot of our guests are running vegan businesses, but aren't necessarily vegan themselves. And so so we're giving them a platform. Um, so we record these interviews, we throw them up on YouTube for anybody to watch, and then the non-recorded portion is usually just informal networking and question and answer and that sort of thing. So so that's one way that I feel both connected to the vegan community and other entrepreneurs who are who are vegan, but at the same time extending that olive branch to to folks who are who kind of understand the space, but maybe not Are not vegan themselves, and what I love doing is after the more compelling interviews, is I share them on LinkedIn because I know I've I've got a a big audience of non vegans on LinkedIn, and I just share why it's such an interesting interview, and and some yeah, and some that happen to be vegan, I I like to point that out, (laughs) just to to normalize and and show that vegans are not just sexy white women or buff you know influencers at the gym, you know we're we're all you know races, ethnicities, backgrounds, ages. Um, So that's one way I'm doing that. And then just recently, I I knew Veganuary was coming up. So for those who aren't aware, Veganuary is a campaign. It's, It's also a nonprofit organization based in the in the U.K., that's been around for many years that advocates for trying for everyone trying to go vegan in the month of January. So when you sign up, you'll get emails, you know, recipes to try and encourage you to try going vegan for an entire month. However, I wanted to try I I thought about using that to try and push more, more vegan businesses to transition into becoming a vegan business. And so I put out a news release, early December, Um, didn't really get too much pickup on it, (laughs) as I suspected. Um, But just, you know, just, just even putting it out there, hopefully, Um, And whenever I I do a news release, I don't just send it to media, I also post it on my social media, because you never know who might be stumbling, stumbling on there and and seeing it. And I, and I've, I've been a writer for Be The Change Media. So Be The Change uh, likes to talk about impact, impact business, uh, B Corps, uh, they're run by B Lab. Um, so, so yeah, I pitched them and I said, Hey, would you publish a Veganuary related article if I incorporated stories of B Corps? And they said, yes. So, so, so that story is going to be coming out in January. So I consider that a win, you know, one out of <laughs> how many, how many outlets I pitched. Cause again, as it fits their criteria, so long as I talk about B Corps who, who are vegan and, and some of the, the ones I reached out to have actually incorporated Veganuary into their business, um. Um, which is great. So so again, things like that um now I'm thinking about doing some public facing events with Veg Networking Canada because we have some really amazing members who are leaders in their field. Um so maybe thinking about doing some paid events in 2023. I haven't really Talk to them about it, but I, I think that's the next step on our radar. is just getting that networking group out there more. Because yeah, it, it started out as a BC-based group, but now we have members uh, across across the country. We we do need more um, in other provinces, but we we've got a really great group in Ontario, one in Montreal, uh, and another in Regina. So um, yeah, just just getting our group out there more. Okay.
0: Right. So, so you're trying to get people to um, create structures for people to support each other, for you know people of like mind to support each other. It sounds. I hear that you're uh, trying to find ways to connecting to the B Corp field and getting ways to, for them to see that a vegan business is an ex, is or can be an extension of B Corp philosophy. So, trying to get existing groups to sort of see themselves in in a, a vegan business lens. Yes. And. Is there anything else that you can think of that you feel either has been working or has the opportunity to paving the way for people to embrace the concept at least?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have much more to add other than uh, yeah. If whenever non-vegan spaces give us the opportunity to share right. more about veganism or even about transitioning into becoming a vegan business, um, that's yeah. that's that's a door opener because that's that's mm-hmm. really all we're asking for is to be heard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, there's there's a really amazing organization I do want to drop called Vegan Women's Summit. Um, they're mentioned very briefly in my book, but a CEO Jennifer Stojkovic, is been a vegan for a long time, and is really walking the talk in terms of diversity and inclusion. So every speaker that is on stage is a woman and more often than not a vegan woman. And although men are invited to join a- and attend the summit, both online or in person, and they have asked her to be on stage, the stage is reserved for vegan for, for women working in vegan businesses. And the online version of the summit that I attended earlier this year, I saw an entire panel of vegan women of color, which I've never seen before. This this is like triple minority we're talking about here. And I thought that was really amazing. Like, I just I give her and her team such uh, props for it. And they run a really kick ass organization over there. Um, she also just put out a book in twenty twenty two called "The Future of Food is Female." You can sort of gather what what you're going to read sure. in in that book. Um, I haven't myself. It's 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 on my my um, my book stack uh, yet to read. But just that's an example of of a vegan organization that's really pushing and and being the change.
0: That's awesome. You know, I um, I myself am t- um, looking to serve the impact business community, and it, many times when I've spoken to uh, friends about this, they go, they suggest like, oh, you know, I think you need to be a bit more flexible because you know I don't. That's that sounds like it's a pretty tight niche. Here, listen to what they say, and I still feel my heart is wanting to serve uh, impact business. When I hear you talking, I feel like you're t- looking at an even tighter niche. And so, how is it trying to build a business out of that such a small niche? Do you find it a strength or do you find it a challenge, or both?
1: Yeah, definitely both. When I ran Conscious PR, I was barely aware that I was a uh, you know a a female business owner. Just because these conversations that were are so normal now about diversity and inclusion were not when when I was early in that business, and so it wasn't until the tail end of Running conscious PR, I was interviewed by a master's student, and she asked me, "Have you ever lost any clients because you're a woman?" And I, I really had to think about that. How how would I even find that data out if I wanted to find that out? I'd have to call every single client who declined working with me and ask. Was it <laughs> on the basis of me being a woman? You know, like it, it wasn't even on my radar. Now. I realize I'm not only a woman but a woman of color running a vegan business and and yes that, that that that's super niche also I think I I've never been living more authentically ever because now I'm aware that I'm a woman of color running a business and then I've decided to niche down to only work with vegan businesses however that's you know close to 100% in alignment of who I am and mm-hmm. uh I really felt that when I launched this business. Um Yeah, there's going to be power that, in that. That that Venn diagram of, you know, whatever you want to call it, of of you know, who you are and and how all your parts intersect. I really yeah. feel that that's the space I'm in right now. That doesn't mean everything's perfect, but but in terms of intersecting your values and and what you do for a living, I I do feel I'm I'm right in that that center.
0: In the zone. Yeah.
1: In the zone. Yes. Great way of putting it. <laughs>
0: And so I guess that helps you with your clarity and motivation in that sense, like being feeling that alignment. Yeah. Um, and then there's the the challenge part. What to do with that? What ways have felt successful in terms of managing the challenge?
1: Um, uh, ha- running, uh, yeah, a new business during the pan- pandemic and having the most success- successful financial year I've ever had. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, of course, that has not, you know... 2021 and 2022 looked a lot different, but, but that gave me a lot of confidence in that, yeah, I could, I could run this, this kind of business, um, and, and be successful. And yeah, as I said before, I just find myself being pushed into not, not in a bad way. Like, you know, we all need to be pushed out of our comfort zones, being pushed into this role of, of educator and in some way teacher, um, because this is such a new topic and it's not being talked about, uh, nearly as much. I mean. It's getting better, I would have to say, in in the media and and niche outlets like Plant Based News and Live Kindly and Veg News and all of this uh, Veg Economist. They're also helping, but um, it's it's looking looking at this this paradigm shift and the systems change that has to happen. And and those of us who are vegan and we see it, we see the other side, but we're we're physically standing on on at the bottom of this mountain. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like we've already envisioned the other side. We just need to to get everybody else on board.
0: I mean, I've talked to a number of small business owners or aspiring small business owners about the, the process of, of niching down. And that's often a, like a anxiety provoking idea as you're heading into it until you can find some ways that it's going to work for you. Is there anything in particular that helped you take the take the plunge towards narrowing things down? Or is it just or you just hold your breath and take a step?
1: Yeah, you really just got to take that leap. And I think, yeah, thankfully, because I'd run a previous business, and in some ways, this business was easier to just launch, because I've done it before. Yeah. And then right away, just just telling everybody I knew, tapping into my existing network and, and saying, here's exactly who I'm looking for to work with. <laughs> that really helps when you're specific. And then also joining vegan business networks. So vegan vegan mainstream is a an online community and academy uh, in the. US um, so yeah whenever you purchase a, an online course you get into their access to their community I tested out uh, vegan business tribes membership they're based in the UK so a lot of so very Europe focused uh, but a really great community that that's also uh, uh, mentioned in my book. And then I'm, I joined a network called Vivas, which was specifically for vegan women. Um, it's since morphed into uh, a different type of network that's open to all genders. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really powerful network there. A lot of the the folks um, really helped me put put my or were a part of of my book both uh contribute either contributing or um folks i hired yeah i would say tapping into networks like that and and being in facebook mm. groups and things like that have have made it feel less alone <laughs> as, right. as so, a vegan business owner even though again, we're, we're such a small part of the global population and seeing other vegans um and and seeing others succeed in their businesses has been pretty cool and and I didn't even think twice in 2020 that we were such, you know, that we are a minority just because uh, that's the the circle I started to roll in online. And because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic, you know, we weren't uh, in person networking events and shaking hands, you know, everything was, was online. And so um, that really helped me feel, feel like I was part of a, of, not only one community, but many.
0: Right. Well, that's nice. Well, I mean, so would you say that you 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 found yourself networking, getting connected to these groups beforehand or as a result of, or sort of at the same time?
1: Yeah, at the same time as launching. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. I, I knew, you know, I'm not new to networking. So I just knew yeah, yeah. Uh, I had I had to find my tribe, you know, quote unquote.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: and uh, yeah, thankfully they, they've existed through <laughs> so Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. As you said, you know, you're at the bottom of a mountain. <laughs> and uh but it also sounds like that there's clarity around like where your path is and that's got to make a big difference
1: yeah i i mean in terms of my business the yeah the path has always been very clear how fast we are able to get other businesses to shift into becoming vegan now that's that's the that's the big challenge um but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not alone in it so, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's fine.
0: Well, that's great. Oh, well, thanks, Sandra. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story about this this journey this, of bringing vegan business to the world. And you yeah, have any parting words of wisdom for others that in in a similar position?
1: Yeah, I'd say find your people because there's always there's always communities for whatever you're in support of. And in this day and yeah. age, we need more folks who are fighting for social impact for people, to, for people's survival, for the planet's survival, and for the survival of animals. So we need you. Um, and then in terms of how to get in touch with me, I'm everywhere with my name, sandranomoto.com. Same thing on social media. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're you're curious about veganism at all, I have a my own resource list that, that has helped me in my journey. And that's on my list love page. And you just scroll down to the the plant-based section, and you'll find that list there. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you've created a business that's a force for good and you'd like to share your story of challenge and success, go to questio.us slash podcast and click on the share my story button.